0: Well, should we just get right into it? Well, that's tough. A well, top 10? Man, that's
1: tough.
0: I, I, think I struggled. I struggled <laughs> with this one more than I did basketball. Because I there was a lot of people that I could have kind of moved around a little bit. But
1: right. I don't know. Sometimes yeah, you just got to stamp it. I thought
2: this one was hard. Yeah. That's what Actually, was because, hard, too. Honestly, basketball got hard as well. So, I, But I in a way,
0: basketball... Everyone's playing defense. Everyone's playing offense. Like football, it's like you got one position and you just focus on that position. So it's like hard to put like receivers <laughs> in with defensive linemen. It's it's weird, but
1: yeah, that's trying to figure out uh, which position you want to put over the other. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my list, man, and I'm, I agree, this is tough. All right, well, let's get
0: right into it. Three, two, one. All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we are joined by Quentin Bundrich, recurring guest. Appreciate you coming on, Quentin. And we will go through our top 10 Iowa State football players of all time. And another little caveat, I'm not really going to put anyone earlier than 2000s because your boy was born in 1995. I don't need to be arguing for George (laughs) Amonson, you know, (laughs) but uh (laughs) It'll be fun. We already know it's going to get contentious. And if you're listening to this, then you know that you know, excuse me, then you know that we are brought to you by BNC Fieldhouse. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Support our boy, Ben. They got some drink deals this summer, and you know they're going to be coming in hot once the school year starts. So head on over there. Support our boy, Ben. Really appreciate what he's been doing for the podcast. But without further ado, we will get into the top 10 Iowa state football players of all time but really more so two, 2000s on up. Sound good? <laughs>
1: Sounds perfect to me. All
0: right. So, before we dive into it, um any, you know, things we need to address going into it. We did already talk about how this is a lot tougher than basketball because basketball people play both sides of the ball. This one's tough cuz each person has their own position and it's really intricate in that way. And, and like you said, how, you know, what do you value above others as far as positions? So what do we want to address before we dive head first?
1: You know, I, I was thinking about this list and I was just trying to figure out since all three of us are going to be telling us, you know, telling everyone what our top 10 are, what are your, what is your criteria for this list?
0: So, my criteria personally, and I Newton, and I always disagree as far as I cried. So, this will be fun. <laughs> my criteria is slightly longevity. So, I want to see that you can do it past one year, which isn't much of an issue with football. But, um, what impact did you make while you were playing? And mm-hmm. also, were you? you know, one of the best at your positions. Cause again, it's really hard to include defensive linemen with quarterbacks and receivers is it's weird. So yeah. I'd say generalizing it. That's kind of my criteria. What was yours new?
2: Yeah, I think I like the, using the vague thing of of top 10 lists because it's not saying like best or uh, greatest. Cause I think there's a huge difference between the two. And I think there's a balance of like longevity and then also just like how good they were, you know, I think, you give points to people who were here for four years and like were good cyclones. I don't know, like represented that well, but then you also have guys who maybe had shorter careers, but like balled out in that time, you know, we kind of ran into that with basketball a little bit of guys that were here only a year, but it was like a phenomenal year. It's like, well, they were awesome for the one year, but you know, we can't put them too much higher because you know, they weren't like, you know, a top 10 cyclone because they just, didn't have as big of an impact as a guy who was here for like four years, potentially Mm -hmm. as like, you know, when you think about cyclone basketball, I think that's kind of how I at least think about it. It's like, when you think about cyclone football, who are the people you maybe associate with it is, is kind of my criteria, I guess, you know, and then it's like, who are your top 10 cyclones from there? Who are like your top 10 most important cyclones, you know, biggest impact on the field and, and that kind of, um, I guess that is my criteria for it.
1: So, okay.
0: But what's your criteria? Cause again, there, there's no rules
1: here. We're just kind of right. doing whatever. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's along the same lines of what you both said is, uh, the impact is one. Then also is longevity. And then another thing too, is especially being a former player. So a lot of the stuff that we were able to see, a lot of people didn't get to see. So I'm kind of basing it off of that as well. And then also just off of just guy given ability and talent. So kind of like what what Newt said, some guys on the list, maybe they didn't have a long career, but for that one or two years, they did really a really great job at their position. So mine is going to kind of be all over the place, but, you know, I can I can definitely speak on it. (laughs) All right. I like that. And
0: and this is good, too, because eyes are from the fan point of view, that's why we like to get players on here, right? You guys mm-hmm. see stuff that we can't see. And um, you know, our our list was a lot different than Craig Bracken's. Like it, and it was because <laughs> he's seen some of these players, and he like his whole thing was, I played against you know, XYZ. I know I'm better than him, despite the fact that some fans think otherwise. Right. And I respect that. So I like it.
1: That's
0: gonna happen here. So <laughs> good, good. Well, let's get right into it then. I will go first, going from 10 to 1. My first pick, I guess, if we're Ooh. doing picks, I don't know. From 10 to 1? Um, okay. Yeah, yes, 10, 10 to 1. And we'll 10 work to our 1. Way to our yeah, we got to build up the anticipation a little bit. But my number 10 <laughs> is Ellis Hobbs. Excuse me, Ellis Hobbs, plural. Um, You know, in my opinion, best defensive back we've ever had as far as tackling, interception. just a complete ball hawk. But the reason I... Put him in my top ten, is because he dominated the special teams part of the ball, which we don't really see all the time at Iowa State,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: and you could see his game really translated to the NFL. And now this is a list for Iowa State football players, so I know the NFL doesn't entirely count, right. but yeah. you, you could tell like he was he was incredible no matter where he went, whatever you know style of play he was with. So I had Ellis Hobbs number ten.
2: Not a, bad
0: pick. Not a bad fit. I, like, so I feel girl. good about
2: I feel good about him at 10. <laughs> I my number 10, I feel like starts off strong, but I have Hakeem Butler at 10. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I have my I'm going to start off. My list is very offensive heavy, um which also I, I think kind of maybe speaks to our defense. Uh the last co- like I think the last couple of years our defense has been really good. But like I think mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, also, it's just I don't know, offensive guys tend to be who you kind of associate with a little bit more with school, whatever. I had Hakeem, you know, honestly, we've had some great wide receivers over the years. And I think the only ding you can have against Hakeem, against some other guys, is it's just the simple, you know, he had three years versus some other guys had some four. You know, the next guy, I have another guy coming up that I think they were kind of neck and neck. And you could kind of swap them. I, I, I love Hakeem. He's arguably maybe been my favorite player to watch play wide receiver. We've had Hakeem on the pod. He's awesome. We're probably the biggest Hakeem supporters on like Twitter <laughs> putting out his highlights. He's had so many plays where it's like, Holy shit. How did he do this? Um, just an incredible talent on the field. Um, and I think, you know, getting to be around certain guys like Lazard, um, uh, Deshante Jones, all all these kind of guys. He was in a great wide receiver class and just made some plays that were awesome. And I think, you know, he just maybe didn't have certain like receiving records, touchdowns, things like that, that I I couldn't put him ahead of a couple other wide receivers on my list uh, compared to those guys at the end of the day. Whereas like, I still think certain plays or moments he might've had a little bit better, but I think as far as just, records, overall stats, things like that. I I maybe had to just kind of slot him below a couple other guys. And that's why he's ten on my list. So
1: I'm not mad at it. I mean he he definitely had some big plays. He definitely had some big plays. And I agree. I think he could have done a lot more than what he did. He he has so much potential to do a lot more, but he was he was still great for us for the time being,
0: you know. I would have been curious to see what his last season would have looked like at Iowa State. I'm not going to penalize him for it because Newt and I are very mm-hmm. big on go get your bag. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let's just say this. I'll get to Hakeem. So
1: I'll save some of my <laughs> takes for later. <laughs> Q, we, we so, got at 10? Since you'll get to Hakeem, I'll get to him now myself. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh. So I have now – to be honest with you, this one I had Hakeem and someone else interchanging, so I won't be mad <laughs> okay. whichever one people go with. So Hakeem for sure, um, and then it's gonna seem a little biased, but I had myself at ten. I'll tell you why. Thank you, <laughs> I,
0: I was I was trying to find a way to uh, wedge you in, and I was so in between you and I'm I'm giving a little away here. Todd Blythe, I was like, oh my gosh, like, and I. I'll I think that him. you I, – I don't want to be shitting on anyone. I would have really liked to have seen Brock Purdy throw you
1: the ball, Quentin. Let's just put it that way. I, to, to be honest, i actually tried to get one more year. You did? I tried to get one more year, and uh, Coach Campbell told me, he said, man, if I can get you just for one year, that would be awesome, but it didn't happen. <laughs> so why, why didn't it happen? Because um, at that point I was already, you know, considered old to be a senior. Um And then they didn't consider my gray shirt. It would have been considered a gray shirt, a medical shirt. Uh, at that point, it's like you know I'm already 23 slash going on 24. I'm not gonna sit here and d- be playing 25. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> let me just Football go ahead. A physical game too. I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, no, I I had to put Hakeem on there for sure for the same reasons Newt uh, pointed out. Uh, his Build his height, his speed. It's like some of the things I've seen him do in, in game and in practice. I couldn't leave him off the list. I, I just couldn't leave him off the list. He made a ton of big plays for us uh, down the field. Some play, some of the plays that we'll never forget and I will say, history. Um, but then another reason why I put myself on there is not to be biased, but um, you you have to put yourself on there, Quentin. I, I would be I, giving I, you shit if you didn't. <laughs> no, but I, I won't be mad if I'm not on there. But the reason why I put myself on there, because I consider Hakeem and Xavier the closest to me in terms of being able to do a little bit of everything. Speed, catching the field, high pointing the ball, uh, yards after the catch, so having you know multiple strengths is is kind of why I put myself on there. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know my senior year didn't go as planned for many reasons. Um, my junior year I, I lost that year for injury. So we can sit here and say you know what I could have been, should have been. But in terms of of talent, is why I put myself there with the team. But if someone says now, Q, you're off there. I'm putting the king. I'm not mad at it at all.
0: I, I like it. That's very humble of you. I will say you led the entire college football in yards after catch. I think that was one thing that was really impressive about you because, you know, Jarvis West was one of my favorite players. He's not in my top 10, but mm-hmm. I liked the way that he, I, I just liked his shiftiness. It's, I guess, you know, when I was balling out of middle school, I was a little <laughs> bit more of like the shifty guy, you know? So I, right. I, I did like that type of running style but as far as nose for the end zone and this sounds kind of lame but like the route you take to you know get the most yards after the catch you know mm-hmm. that, that's what i think you did better than any other cyclone i had seen i i don't know what your 40 time was i think i know you're really fast i don't know if like, you're the fastest receiver we've ever had it, how, it how was fast were full,
1: you? it was a 4-4 uh before i tore my 4-4? ACL yeah, it was a 4-4. Yeah. Before my ACL, it was a 4-3, which okay. obviously Wait. doesn't matter because that's not what I tested. But before it was a
0: 4-3. 4-3? Okay, you played with Josh Lenz. He ran a 4-3-8. I
1: thought he was the fastest receiver we've had. So you you're faster than him? I'm not gonna say I was faster than him. Uh, if you ask me, I'll say I can run with anybody. I, I just can't. don't look, I just don't look fast. That's the thing about it. I don't look <laughs> fast, but I would say uh lens is definitely up there you just can't dispute that uh lens myself and and jarvis west
0: yeah i I couldn't find his 40 time i know trevor ryan was really fast too dude ran track <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah no I, I like that well i'll get into my number nine and you guys are very nicely segueing me here hakeem butler <laughs> so three seasons and i think um You know, I I was kind of the same way. Like, I just had a hard time not putting him on there. I I think his just pure and utter dominance when he was the number one was one of the best like receiving seasons I had ever seen. You know, just like the way it was like triple coverage, just throw it up to me and I'll I'll go get it. And um, the way we relied on him and we still had other good receivers, but we still relied on him so heavy his last year there. And um, yeah, I, I I think if he showed more consistency with uh you know catching the ball like a little less drops, I um could have him very well at at my number one receiver position, which um you know we'll get to that in a bit.
1: Very uh, easily, he could have easily been higher. He
0: he could have <laughs> easily been higher, and I think um you know I I'm really excited for him in the NFL now. But hey, oh good picks. I I did not know we would have that much consistency at ten and nine, but new.
2: Who's your number nine? Uh, My number nine is another wide receiver, and that is Xavier Hutchinson. So. Oh wow! Wow. Legend him in front of Hakeem. Yeah, it it was it was a hard one. Uh, I I had X here. um, You know, X was wonderful the last couple years that we had him. Um, and I think his, the only thing that like, we just didn't have him long enough, you know, but he still has the most receptions in Iowa state history, which is crazy impressive for a guy coming in from Juco and not getting full time and to pass people, you know, like Al Mazar, Todd Blythe, you know, Hakeem, we have Quinton, all these, we've had a great run of receivers, Deshante Jones, like all these guys have caught the ball here. And, have him come in and and not even play four years in in Cardinal Gold and be the receiving leader is I think very impressive. Um uh, Big 12 newcomer of the year as well. And just I think it was also pretty impressive for him to do it in I would say kind of uh you know even this last year, I believe he led the Big 12 in receptions and was a finalist, like top three finalists for, was it, I always forget, is it the Bolentikov? Is that the top yeah, Bolentikoff. Bolentikoff. Yeah. yeah, um Yeah, and I think on a, you know, for lack of a better word, it's kind of a lackluster offense this last year. Not a lot of other options, <laughs> you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, compared to the two guys that he was going against, you know, Ohio State and Tennessee, like, and he's, you know – uh, up there with those guys I, I would say that he probably deserved it compared to the other two you know we're obviously extremely biased here but when you look at what Xavier was dealing with compared to the other two you know there's a lot of other weapons on those that side um, so I, I've, I was thoroughly impressed with Xavier from day one and he was that guy that came in and exceeded expectations um just a true cyclone and he's one of those guys that like i said if he's here for four years i think we're talking about him like you know he he could be number one number two kind of guy you know i think it's just the fact that we only got him for a a little a little less than than some of these other guys that like i said when we talk about the longevity the impact that kind of stuff that you know it's like he could put a lot of these records like untouchable, you know, and he already, he's, you know, the reception one's going to be a hard one, you know. Um, And he was, he even had it with some, you know, he didn't even have great, you know, he had Deckers one year. Like it's not even like he had Brock Purdy thrown to him every year, like that kind of stuff too, that I think is uh, Mm -hmm. something to keep in mind too. So I had, I had X at nine.
1: And I'm glad you said that too. I'm going to speak about that on my pick. (laughs)
2: Okay.
0: Are you, are you at? Do you have X at nine as well, or who's your I don't. Nine? I do
1: not. So oh my, my number nine is EJ Bibbs. Oh, I like
0: it. I'll be completely honest. I I I don't have him either. I, I was really trying to wedge you both in, and I was like, oh, damn it, I want to talk on you, because uh, I just I'm I'm rattling some more shit off on you, Quinn. I didn't realize <laughs> that you had nine touchdowns in 2013 three touchdowns against iowa i remember that but you're uh tied for six all time of receiving touchdowns in a career right i'm looking but, at some of these stats i'm like oh shit the,
1: the crazy part is so they considered my sophomore year as my my breakout year uh but for me like my numbers weren't good like i could have did <laughs> way better than what i did but also something else that you have to think about and it's something that I take into account when I'm doing these top tens is the coaching staff we have, the type of offense we mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. I never played myself for EJ. We never played with one quarterback an entire season. You know, did Sam team, Richardson
0: so. not make it an entire season?
1: There's no, no way, dude. He, he was made class They never did. I, I played with one year. It was Jared Barnett. Then it was um, yeah. Ro and, yep, and Then it was yep. Then it was Grant Ro And then it was Sam. It was that always. Was it. I kind
0: of forgot about Rohatch. Yeah.
1: Then you had Sam, and then you had um, Joe Lennon too.
0: So, greatest quarterback so, linebacker
1: of all time. <laughs> but speak <laughs> on that, EJ this. So that's kind of why you know I, I, I spoke about EJ being my number nine. And talent wise, he he wasn't the tallest, but talent wise, I haven't seen a tight end come through that is is as good as EJ. Uh, I would agree. I I haven't. Um, From his his catching ability, he's he's phenomenal. And then, like I said before, if EJ played in an offense with Brock Purdy, had a coaching staff, (laughs) the same coaching staff he's had, man, we would be talking, this list would be a lot different. A lot different. Uh, but no EJ he's just his God-given ability man I just haven't seen it from any other tight end we've had no we had Charlie uh, Kohler who came in; he was pretty good but I don't think he was a better tight end than EJ I just don't
0: Newt would disagree but I would agree with you I I I, I was on team uh, EJ is uh, my number one tight end at least I've seen at Iowa State and I think Kohler was really good but uh, the offense he was in allowed him to get open again. He was like the third look for most of his career. And, um, that allows you to get open, especially in that tight end position. But EJ just created so much space and like caught so many contested balls and
1: his run after catch was what was always impressive yeah. to me. And the in the offense that we were running at the time with the coaching staff that we had, we just weren't set up to succeed. Like we just, we couldn't fully show our our full potential, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. with and and then you can't fault the other guys who are playing with you know Coach Campbell and and Brock Purdy. You can't fault them at all because you're doing what you're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. I always think about from a player's perspective and what we see on game day and what we see in practice. EJ just had to be on there for me. I love it. That's a good pick. Newt wants
0: to
2: argue. Say something, Newt. Go ahead, I, I don't want to argue. I, I honestly don't. <laughs> I, I said, like, I think we talked about this list is hard. And, and yeah. we've said it. EJ, EJ was really talented. And I, I, like, I think what Quentin said about, you know, coaching staff, quarterbacks, things like that. If if Bibbs is playing, you know, in a different era, if he's playing when he has a Butler, Alan Lazard and like David Montgomery in his backfield, how he's probably doing a lot more life's a lot easier and he's got a consistent quarterback play, different coaching staff, you know, whatever, all this kind of stuff, offensive scheme. That's actually like, you know, trying to win game. whatever, you know, don't, don't I mean, need to still, get in.
1: Yeah. So still I, matters I, though. It matters yeah, still. I,
2: I think it's, it's totally fair to, to say that. I, and I think, I think that's where like a lot of this comes into play. It's like, Hey, do you value, you know, like, we, we talked about it. It's like, how much are you going to go to talent? How much are you going to go to actual results? How much are you going to go to longevity? How much are you going to go to all this stuff? Like, that's where you're going to see, you know, certain perspective versus other, like, you know, as fans, we might just be like, I want to see what happened versus, you know, oh, this guy maybe had potential or, or whatever. I, I don't know. Like, whatever. But, like, we've had Bibs on. We love Bibs, We're huge supporters of Bibs, And, I, like, there's no denying what he's been able to do in, like, watching him and the plays that he's been able to make. So I I have no issue with that at all. Uh, He's in my honorable mentions, but I just, I also just think Uh this is a tough one. Like, you know, I think I have a lot of people that like, you know, I'm already getting to the point, like, all right, you guys haven't said some of my names, like, who are you going to cut on the rest of my list that don't make it? Because I think I'm starting to hit, I'm starting to hit those guys where I'm like, how do you guys not have these people on your list already? You know, like I hit that with basketball where it was like, we were talking about it, and I was like, "I have five guys here that's like, how do you guys not have this on your list when you're talking <laughs> about it?" And they were like, "Uh, and and so it's like I'm starting to feel that already. It's like, well, I'm I'm getting to this point where there's going to be some cuts here that I don't feel like you can not have these guys. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, who?
0: Yep. Oh, okay, all right. Um, number eight. Oh man, I'm like nervous to say this one. People are gonna hate me for this. They're gonna hate me. I got David know? Montgomery at eight. <laughs> I, All I right. got D DM- Mont at eight. So you know what? I got he played three seasons, 2,925 total rush yards, 26 total touchdowns. Um, and I I have another running back in front of him, and when I <laughs> Compare their numbers, I think that might paint the picture a little bit more. Uh, But here's one thing that David did better than anyone. You need a first down. You need to get that extra yard. Even if he has four dudes on him, he's finding some will, some way to get that extra yard. And I think that is like, that. that's something that you can't really quantify. And honestly, if you look at his stats, he's tied for ninth. In rushing touchdowns, like mm-hmm. it, you look at his stats, and they're honestly they don't stick out above a lot of others like Blaze Bryant, Darren Davis, even. Um, and so I think I don't want to just base what I saw off of David, off of those. And also in that time, you know he's playing in a less running back friendly era of football. Whereas you know when you have these Darren Davises who are playing in the '90s, they're going to get more touches, they're going to get mm-hmm. more opportunities, and he had. You know he was sharing a lot of plays with a lot of, you know, the past game. um, so I, I I know this sounds disrespectful. I know it does. um, but to me, I don't even want to I, I, this isn't disrespectful to me. This is me, you know, commending him on what he did and also the offensive line, not the best. I think we know that. So I don't,
1: David I don't Montgomery at a, all right, someone roast me. yeah, I don't think it's disrespectful. I mean, that's like you said, his his playmaking ability was just far above everybody else's. His his agility to make plays and and, and break tackles and make people miss is mm-hmm. for me, he's the best running back on my list when it comes to that. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna wait
2: and talk about David. <laughs> when it comes to that he comes up on mine. All right. Well, I'm looking forward I... to it. All right. Who's my number eight, eight I'm yeah. going with another wide receiver off the board.
1: <laughs> I'm going with Todd Blythe. <laughs> okay. Well, so. So let me, hold on, New, Let me stop you. Since since you're going there, we can kind of jump in together because my number eight is also Todd Blythe. Nice.
2: Right, we're on the same page here, Vic.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, I'm disrespecting <laughs> Todd. Sorry, Todd.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think Todd is playing in the era that he did um, – and just putting up the numbers, the plays, his athleticism. uh, I believe he's the all-time leader in touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns. Um, Just, I think, uh, just a wonderful cyclone. A ton of receiving records until Lazard and Hutchinson came around, too. Uh, And I think just all that kind of combined with you know mid or early to mid 2000s cyclones you know kind of right after Seneca that i think um bringing a little i don't know keeping that enthusiasm for iowa state football too that i think is a, a great thing about todd and his sort of like playmaking and and like being connected with that era of of iowa state football too that um, I had him up here, like I said, with a lot of these wide receivers, it was, it was tough. Um, and I think Todd also got it for being, um, a four-year guy compared to the the rest of these, like Xavier and and Hakeem. I think if any of these guys below are maybe here a little bit longer, they could maybe get ahead of him just based on like stats and kind of being, you know, probably a little bit recency biased too. I think that's a, maybe an era of Iowa state football that could get, you know, ignored or, or you've forgotten because it's like right post Seneca a little bit, things like that. But, um, I think Todd is still, you know, like he was holding down all the record books till kind of this modern era of past happy football came along. And I think you have to give major props to him for putting up pretty phenomenal records that didn't get touched until that happened. And and I think that's also something to consider of like being able to do that kind of stuff when, you know, that wasn't kind of seen in the game. And now now like that's kind of like seen now, but it's still, that's really good for now. You know, it's like, that's like crazy good back then. And now it's like, that's still really, really good to see now. And so that's why I also probably put Todd ahead of the other um, two receivers because he was doing it in an earlier era also with, I think, you know, Slightly worse quarterback play. Not trying to, you know, whatever, and and probably worse. Oh, the coaching. Brett Meyer disrespect. So well, it's just you know, like maybe not for X, because whatever. I'm not gonna get into that, but like you know, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So that's why I got Todd. So I'll I'll, uh, okay. I'll pass over to Q.
1: No, I I agree with everything you said. Is like you said, his numbers are what they are but he was kind of that receiver that sort of put us on the map you know like you said Allen, uh even you know myself even darius reynolds back when he was playing mm. uh, he was like the guy who really got the fans to look at the skill position uh the receiver skill position um he was making one hand catches so, like New said, for him to be doing the doing that and making those type of plays in that era, for me, that it really stands out. And I I just wouldn't feel right not to have him on this list.
0: <sighs> okay. I'm I'm gonna uh, you know me, I like to stick to my guns on this. I have been as listening to you guys talk. So since I've been born, what is the one position <laughs> group that we have easily been the best at? receiver like like every single even if our team isn't that great it always feels like we at least have one receiver who's just dominant and I think that's something that uh you know we we need to give I shouldn't I shouldn't say we I need to give more credit to um but I'll be honest when I was making this list I only put two and I'm like I I don't feel right putting more than like two people for one position group on this. Um it feels wrong having Todd Blythe off. I'll be completely I'm raising my hand right now because I'm gonna give there you guys, go. I'm I mean, gonna give you guys my number seven, and um, no, I'm not regretting it. I'm not regretting. I, I
2: was, it, okay, you, I'm just, not you regret even it. said it. You said looking back at history, what's the one position we're good at? You said receiver, and then you just like handicapped yourself. I mean, like I'm not gonna put receivers on here. Like it's like it's the what guess, we're good at. Like we're not good historically, so, and, and like, it's guess, like you have to just lean into it. Like it's like I so have four fair, receivers on mine. I've only so had receivers say, so far.
1: It's fair to say that Todd belongs on this top ten.
0: Yeah, it's fair to say that. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I'm not okay. going to argue that. I'm okay. not going to argue it. I know he's going to watch I this. I know <laughs> going
1: to watch it too. So
0: yeah, he he might he. Might. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might be. He's getting, been uh, on the pod before too,
2: Mason. Don't forget that. Yeah,
0: I I've been disrespecting a lot of people. I'm going to be honest, but you know what, Todd Blythe <laughs> doesn't have the most okay. tackles since 2000. And that is AJ Klein. So I got him Damn, at number seven. Nice. Good seven. That's a good seven. All right. That's a, okay. I feel pretty good at him at seven. Um, you know, 361 total tackles. And here's what was most impressive to me. Jake Knot is our second best. The second most tackles since 2000. And they both shared a field together in yeah. some way. Like Jake Knott is this insane talent and A.J. Klein still overshadowed him. That was what was yeah. insane to me. And, I mean, again, I'm just going to say it. His NFL career it's proving that he can be effective at any level. And so it was hard for me to not have him out. And I agree it was during an era where we did not have the greatest defensive plays or defensive play. And I think what really stood out to me was if we needed a stop, that dude would be anywhere. Like he would just cover so much ground and he would always be the guy that would come up with a pivotal stop. And, um, you know, that's something that your stats won't show, but at the same time, his stats do stand out above the rest. Uh, so I, I gotta have AJ Klein on my list. I think I would feel worse about him not being on my list <laughs> than, um, well, I guess I'm not going to name drop, but I feel good with him in my top 10. So AJ Klein, number seven.
1: Okay. I
2: also had AJ Klein number seven. I think this was one wow. where wow. him, him yeah. with the, the next couple people, I could. The more I looked at him, like I could have moved him up a little bit or moved him down. But I think I think he's just a tough one because he's like I said. A lot of this is like it's top ten Cyclone football players, and I think it's like do you associate with them with Cyclone football? And I think that's one thing that as a fan. I consider a little bit with it. And I think he's one of those guys that kind of can get lost in the sauce a little bit. Um, But he has great accomplishments. He was big 12 uh, defensive player of the year in 2011, which we don't have a lot of those. um, So that's pretty impressive. And he was two time first team, all big 12 uh, in 2011 and 2012. Um, 117 sacks or, or 117 tackles in one year. That's crazy impressive to do. That's stupid. Jeez. And I know we said that we're not going to talk a lot about NFL and stuff because I don't like. I said I base it all on cyclones, but like his NFL career has been extremely impressive for him to like be on multiple contracts, latching on with teams, and showing that he's like <clears throat> meant to stay in. You know, like in the NFL for a long time. And so um, I think Klein is. Like certainly deserves to be on it and has been, you know, one of the if I think he's been the best linebacker since the, the you know, since we just started this list. So I, I
1: yeah, think he, he was just Mr. Reliable. He was. Yeah. You yeah. You can always count on him, even though he was, in my opinion, he wasn't the most talented of the two between him and Jake. But whenever you needed a play, he was there. <laughs> he was there. I, mm-hmm. I remember he had that. Interception against Texas Tech. Took it back to the house. Dude, I I also just,
0: I love defensive players that have long hair for whatever reason, just look so badass. Like just like some flow coming out and some lettuce coming out of the helmet. I don't know if I'm on the other side of the ball, I'm I'm running away from that person. I don't I don't want to challenge some some dude that just has super long hair. I don't know why. It's intimidating to me. (laughs) And the tattoos. His tattoos are badass.
2: (laughs) It's also just super impressive to like come in as just true freshmen and play a linebacker. I feel like like that's just Mm. I don't know. It was like I'm gonna come in and like knock some people on their ass. Like I just want to. Yeah, like that's just I feel like it's very impressive to to kind of do. You know, like Mike Rose did that too, and it's one of those where you have those guys and it's it's such a sigh of relief because they hit like their sophomore year and you're like we're just set for a couple of years and it's a nice yeah. feeling too so but
1: yeah all right that's that's, that's wow. oh, wait, you just went my bad no you both had aj at seven yeah yeah that's a, hey that's a good pick new there you go yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you my number seven is someone we've already spoken about david montgomery
0: Nice. OK. Oh, that's only one notch above mine. I don't feel as disrespectful yeah. now.
1: All yeah, right. So I, I feel I feel like number seven is a is a good spot for him is. But kind of like I said before, man, his his playmaking ability um, was just far above any other running back that I've seen come through Iowa State. Uh, how hard he ran the ball is just. I would love to have him as my number one running back on my team if I was starting mm. the team. Hands down, I would choose him to be my number one running back if I had to start a team right now. For ever State, it would be Montgomery.
0: Now, mm, mm. now I'm throwing I'm that at you, question. but we'll we'll see. I am gonna ask this question: Do you think breakaway speed is overvalued in the running back position? Long pause. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Then, then I understand that. Cause that was his only like deficiency as a running back. Like if he was running down the sideline and someone had a pursuit angle on him, he'd usually get caught. But yeah. uh,
1: I, I agree that it's overvalued. But. It is overvalued. I mean, at that point he would just be a, a, a three down back. Um, and that's why you have other players around you to make plays as well. So there you go. It's, it's, it's not that big of an issue for me. I don't, He's not the slowest running back, so as long as he has enough speed to create some separation, he can pick up 10 to 20 yards, 30 yards. That's, that works for me. All right. I like that. All right.
0: My number six. We're on a six right now, yeah? Okay. Yes. My number yes. six. <clears throat> I'll be completely honest. I don't really have many stats with this, and you I don't know this position at all.
1: It's offensive lineman.
0: Felicio <laughs> Samelli. Um, Osamele, excuse me. I am terrible with pronunciation. Um, here's my thing with Kalichi. Kaliche, Kalichi. Oh my gosh, whatever. You guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he was head and shoulders the best lineman we've ever had. And in the ever. gap between him and number two is the Grand Canyon. I don't know his stats as far as how many sacks he let up, but I can just tell you right now he is obviously by far in every single way possible our best lineman that we've ever had. Yeah. And so I, I would feel very wrong to leave him off the list again as NFL proved to hold up and at the other level as well. Um, four seasons contributed so much to Iowa state. Um, Got to have him on the list. Kalichi he's,
1: at number six. He He's what you call a dog. He was just relentless. Mm-hmm. Like his attitude and he, he, man, did I won't speak too much about
0: him. What's that? Did you have any overlap with Kalichi?
1: Yeah. With him, um, AJ Klein and Jake, not all of those guys. Okay. thought
0: you did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, y- you, you played with him. Did I mean, do you, you don't know his stats off the top of your head, do you? So I'm, I'm, you? I'll,
1: I'll speak about him a little bit
0: later. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep, so he's my number six.
2: Okay. I, he was like right he was my last like my first honorable mention cut. So the disrespect if, I, I know, I know. I, I think, <laughs> oh my I God. know. I got I got caught up in the glam of like skill positions. I'm I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be just brutally honest on that one. So I, uh, I I know the the response from both of you guys is is I, I messed that one up a little bit. So I'm like to give him his flowers <laughs> here and, and just and, and where where are
0: the game where are the games won, Newt? In the trenches? They're in the trenches, I agree. I yeah. always bitch
2: about that. I've complained that the Steelers haven't drafted an offensive lineman for like five years, and it's been the reason why they've been like dog shit and well, they haven't been dog shit, but why well, the offense has been really stagnant lately and they've been going through. There's an all
1: american too. Yes.
2: Um so Thank you.
1: I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: My six is David Montgomery. So, um, okay. Eight, seven, six. That's maybe we're pretty. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I had David at six. Um, I, I think he was kind of the, I had David higher because I think he was kind of the first, um, bridge of the Matt Campbell era of like the, he was the first like Matt Campbell guy, you know, like he Mm -hmm. like matt told him to come to iowa state he wasn't like an iowa state guy who then matt like
1: took Mm -hmm. over
2: he was a matt campbell guy and like he was a guy that we kind of fell in love with as we fell in love with like matt campbell and that tenure and also just the way david played i thought was phenomenal you know he played on that three and nine iowa state team that was like kind of rough but like showed signs of some promise beat the shit out of Texas Tech 66 to 10 still doesn't make sense how he beat Patrick Mahomes baffling but like David I've always said he made chicken salad out of chicken shit that was like his you know the blocking was never great and he still could somehow get like four yards after getting hit in the backfield two yards deep and just the stuff that he did was crazy impressive his ability to break tackles he was always on like the pff most broken tackles graphic like every week and he murdered everyone on that he's still done that at like the nfl level and he's been one of those players that i think me and maybe a lot of other like cyclone people have just been like he's so fun to watch and kind of got a lot of us back into wanting to watch football again after losing it a little bit with like Rhodes and the end of that era where I think it was just kind of really rough to watch those teams the last couple of years where yeah, it was, it was, it was, was really, really lackluster, it
1: you was, know, it's it, hard to play in that era too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, you know, you're feeling like kind of like apathetic and, and David, I think was like that first kind of like, Hey, you know, we're buying into this new guy and this is a player who did that. And, and I think all that kind of stuff. David's personality was kind of wonky and and things like that too, that he just kind of became this lovable guy in general. And, and I'm probably a little bit more biased with my David, uh, you know, ranking a little bit too, but he's been one of my favorite cyclones and he's been just a really easy guy to root for over the years too, based on his personality, how he holds himself and everything like that. So I'm at six, um, you know, he's, The Second highest running back I have here. And, um, (laughs) and he's also had a great NFL career. He's on that second contract. And, um, you know, I think he kind of gets slept on a little bit. But I I think, you know, you know, he got, unfortunately, drafted by the Bears, who are not a great organization. And it'd be, it'll be interesting to see how the Lions utilize him this upcoming year.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Sucks that he literally went to the worst offensive line in the NFL
2: yeah. from one of the After, worst after, after being a, the a not great offensive
0: line. <laughs> yeah. so. you know, dude, Homeboy would literally just put his nose into a middle linebacker, too. Like, he he would take on blocks with no oh, yeah. fear. It was so sweet.
2: Oh, yeah. And That's yeah, funny. I, I, I love David. It, it was just like the style he played. He didn't fear contact, was, you know. all all down back, like, never came out, all this kind of stuff that it just, just, like, earned my, like, just respect as, like, you know, I don't know, like, you're just, like, he is an awesome player and is, like, what you want in, like, anyone who steps on the field kind of guy, so. Absolutely. All right, I like it.
1: Well, with my number six, I had to go with my guy, Alan Lazard. All right, I like it. Um. Allen to me was one. He's the born and raised in Iowa. Everybody loved him before he came in. So that just kind of boosted his morale a little bit. And then when it came to him being on the field, now Allen wasn't the most talented in terms of making, you know, skillful plays, making people miss, uh, but he was the reliable receiver that we had. Um, He you can count on. He was he was really smart Uh, being with Allen for those years that I was with him. I really enjoyed watching him play because he grew tremendously as a player. But then on the other end, you can't get past the stats. As well. Um, So one, you have the stats and then how reliable he was. Uh, There's no way I could have put him any lower on this list than six. and he was just a household name for Iowa State, man. He, Everybody knows Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows him. And if I'm building a team, again, if I'm building a team, I will want an ex-receiver like Alan Lazard. Big body. I like it. Big body receiver. Big body. Box, box you out. Yeah, it's just, it's not a ton there in terms of, you know, he's not the most exciting player to see. but. You want somebody to pick up some yards, touchdown, throw it to Allen. I
0: like it. Um, it, it, I'll i I'll talk more on Allen a little bit later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my number five is Breesall. And I I'll be very honest <laughs> with you. I think five is the five? lowest I could have. Five? <laughs> Are you I, no, I I meant highest higher. I, I feel like I could move him up higher. Five. Let me oh, wow. Yeah, I I have I have my reasons, and I All will talk right. through those reasons later on. I'll, I'll say this though: he out of my next handful um, played three seasons, and I, I, this one I gave the nod to longevity. I'll, I'll and again I'll get to my you reasoning a little bit for later. For that in
2: basketball, oh, okay. Now you want to be <laughs> goddamn? Okay, now you want to play the longevity? card, right. you little shit. <laughs> even if you want to get the not a longevity you like look at his rushing stats oh my god whatever I'll get to it later okay okay you know Um, what I I admit I I could I could have him higher on my list
0: I I admit I could have him higher on my list um you know 300 or 3,941 total rush yards 50 total touchdowns most in school history number two is Troy Davis with 36. So there is a wide, wide gap. You would almost think he would have more rushing yards if he had more yards to go like dude, the home run threat. And that doesn't even include his Pat or his uh, receiving ability. Like, so those are his total rush yards leads the pack by a wide margin there. And that does not even include what he could do. when he would just catch a ball one handed and run for 40 yards. So I agree. Uh, You know, I had him I had him two notches higher originally. And again, mm-hmm. I have some reasonings as to why I have him at five, but I'm not I'm not gonna argue if you guys have him at one for all I care. Like I I, I can hear you out on it and I, I won't argue <laughs> it. Um I mean you may have some no, valid points.
1: You may have some valid I, points, so I, I won't I say anything thinking? else about
0: it. Am I am I double guessing here? No, you may have no, some valid I, points you so I won't be. say anything <laughs> else about it, and it's, you, know, you should be. It's, it's stamped in here. It's stamped in here. I have him at five. I'm not going back on any of my picks. Brees okay, all okay. five. Newt, who's your five?
2: Uh, my five's a tough one. Um, I have Seneca.
1: Mm, uh, mm.
2: And I, I think this <laughs> is where it gets tough, and this is where the, the longevity part comes in. Longevity versus... The next guys are all kind of ahead of him a little bit. Um, Obviously, Seneca... You know, had like I think you know he brought Iowa State on the map um, in the early 2000s and was great. Was only here for like two years, and I think I think that's kind of where I found it hard for him to surpass a couple of these other guys, to be honest. Um, and then just kind of compared to where he's at and like you know statistically and, and all this kind of stuff, he was obviously electric on the field. Um, offensive newcomer in the Big 12 in 2001 um and whatnot and i <clears throat> i think just like the run that they had uh starting off 9-0 things like that bringing a lot of i just like spotlight to iowa state football in the early 2000s i think was awesome and that, i think that this is when i think the list got really hard and i think seneca maybe plays like another year at iowa state or whatever he, he's like i said With some of these other guys, I probably have him closer to whatever because he's absolutely electric on the field. But I think it was just one of those where kind of only having the two seasons just maybe made it a little bit hard for me to put him ahead of a couple other guys that I have uh, ahead of him here. The disrespect. I don't think it's disrespect compared to my other. disrespectful. Okay. Yeah, there we go. All right. That's fine.
0: If you think my five is disrespectful, I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on yours a little bit.
2: He had more <laughs> interceptions than touchdowns in his career at Iowa State.
0: I was gonna get to that. Well, yeah, okay. All right, you know what? I'll I'll give you my uh thoughts later on, Newt. All right. All right. All
2: right. <laughs> I like I'm saying. I I am not. I I think like the next four people are all like ahead of him are all really hard and and like I maybe move him up ahead of this next person. But that's about it. I I think the rest of them I'd for sure have ahead of him too. So I'd maybe move Seneca. I was thinking about maybe moving him up to four, but I I couldn't even potentially put him ahead of my my four either. And it was just like, well, I I think I have to have who I have at four ahead of him. So,
1: okay. All All
2: right.
1: So my number five, we've spoken about already, but I went with AJ Klein at number five. OK, yeah, I, I, I did AJ originally
0: have A.J. higher, so I mm-hmm. I think five reasonable. You can argue that I get it. Yeah, I felt like
1: five was, you know, the, the sweet spot out for A.J. is I couldn't put him any lower than any of the other guys that I had on here. Uh, but then my top four, I is just no way I can move him above them. Um, like I said before, A.J. was just reliable. You saw his stats when it comes to the tackles and everything like that. Um, his smarts and everything and the impact he had on the game. I had to put him five. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not going to disagree with that placement at all. Um, my number four, in my opinion, it's it's my last defensive player. And to me, he was the greatest defensive player we've ever had. In my mm. opinion, I think, I, again, we we this list is 2000s on up. But uh, Will McDonald, I got him at number four. To me, what he did was, I mean, career sacks 34, number two is Jaquan Bailey. We know how good Jaquan Bailey was, and his was 25.5. So very similar to my Kalichi mm-hmm. Mele take, gap between one and two is a Grand Canyon. And he set the single season sacks record in 2020 with 105 And then it was like, hey, screw it. I'm going to break that in 2021 and set it with 11 and a half. And that was when people were queuing in on him. 2022, I I don't know. I don't have his stats there, but that was also like MJ Anderson had a lot of cleanup there. We saw what he could do, you know, when he had another great defensive lineman and Ioma Wazurike next to him. And that was him just cleaning up and just being such a problem. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Will McDonald, I was I was trying to give a little mix of defense versus offense. I have more offense on my list than defense, but to me, he was our best defensive player. I've seen AJ Klein close second. Um, I, I just had a really hard time putting him out of my top five. And um, I don't know. You you again, you you could interchange will with Brees Hall. I I get that. Um, but as far as keeping him out
2: of my top five, I couldn't do that. So Will McDonald, number four. My number four is Alan Lazard. So, um, like I said, could have – this one was tough. But I had Alan here. He's he's finally my last wide receiver of my list. Um, Of your four Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, of my four. Uh, I I think Alan is – he's one of those guys. I I mean, Q already talked about him a bit. But Alan was just one of those receivers who kind of did it all. Um, And – It was, he was a huge, like first big in-state recruit too. And I think that was, that was an awesome sort of get for Iowa State. I know like his brother, there was a tactic with that, whatever, you know, either way we finally got like a good talent from Iowa, from the state of Iowa to go to Iowa State. And that's like never happened (laughs) or always been really hard Mm because a lot of kids grow up and they want to go to Iowa. And that's a tough fucking battle to like win. And Lazard came in and, you know, I think just he was a part of a lot of memorable moments. And I think he's just really, um, you know, goes hand in hand with Iowa State. And I think he's a great ambassador for Iowa State, even like yeah. post post cyclone. And I, And I like I said, I think this list, a lot of it is like, who do you associate with Iowa State? You know, how are they as like a uh, cyclone, things like that. Like, and he had great longevity, broke a lot of school records, had, you know, second most receiving uh, most receptions. um, And just like a lot of big moments, the big catch uh, against Oklahoma to beat them. Uh, just a, a lot of great stuff like that. And I think he is kind of one of those true guys that we all really associate with Iowa State. I, I think he's probably maybe you could say the guy that we – Football player we maybe associate with Iowa State the most when you kind of think about like current NFL guys or you know in the yeah. current landscape right now and, and he goes to bat for Iowa State he's he's kind of has that George Niang vibe to him a little bit where he just like he loves Ames loves Iowa State and is all about it and and I think that just that gives you some points you know like yeah. we we eat that shit up as fans and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to eat that shit up here. And, and he also, he just really did it. He did it for four years and was a great ambassador for Iowa state athletics. And, and he's, he's been awesome on the field too. And he's had a, a great career here. And I also wanted to add Q that he's a great blocker too. That's something that goes like, mm. so Yeah, you know, they love him now. And NFL I like talks about it, but he's, that's been a reason why he stuck around is because he, he does all the dirty work too. And that's, that's why even going undrafted, yep. he's been able to stick around because people know the dirty work. Like Rogers loved that, and that's a big reason why. I go from undrafted to sticking on an FL roster now here for I don't even know like what five six seasons now. So yeah, mm-hmm. I have Lazard at four, and I think he's just yeah great cyclone. So
1: good pick there. Good pick. Yeah, good pick. My number four. You all might not like it, uh, but I'm going Troy Davis at four.
0: Mm. Well, I will say <laughs> this. He was going to be my hands down one, but I cut uh, my list at 2000. So, yeah, I mean. I, yeah. <laughs> so
2: we we both did that. We talked about Troy Davis and we said we weren't going to have Troy Davis on our list. Otherwise, I, he would. So, be in So our-
0: Quentin's cheating. He's, he's cheating. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, <laughs> you, you know. have him at four. That's disrespectful.
1: Oh, no, he's the only one. I mean, the numbers he put up, those 2,000 rushing yards, twice, yeah. the only player in, in in college, well, the first to do that. Yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't debate against that at all. Um, so Troy Davis had to go at four. Um, but you'll see my next three is going to really get a little spicy, I'll say. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I know. I'm just gonna say Troy Davis would have been my number one. But again, I I didn't like see him play. And also part of it is there's really not much film you can find on the Internet or pre 2000. So um, I believe he's my number one, but I can't speak to it in confidence. So he's off my list. So Mm. um, I'll just move on from there. My number three is Alan Lazard. We spoke about him quite a bit. I won't add any more aside from um I play sports. I played sports against him growing up. And in seventh grade, I picked his pocket in basketball. So <laughs> that's my claim to fame. Alan go. Lazard at three. Um, third greatest Iowa State football player of all time. I picked his pocket one time in seventh grade. Anyway,
2: Newt, who's your three? My three is Will McDonald. Um, mm. we talked mm. about him, but he, he's the big 12 all time sack, uh, like record. Like, yeah. Um, uh, miles Garrett used to have that miles. Garrett's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think just watching Will McDonald over the years, that dude would get triple teamed. We also yes. rushed three a lot and he still put up those sack numbers. Like I, I would get frustrated because I, I think if you probably looked up this the amount of times that we brought three or maybe four people max to pressure, we probably had one of the like lowest uh, like pressure rates or blitz rates of any defense. And we still, were just like, Oh, Will's got him. Like that was a lot of our defensive strategy. It felt like during Will McDonald's tenure and this dude was hitting double teams, sometimes triple teams or double teams with a check. Like, you know, just like, all this kind of stuff and to be able to, you know, break the sack record and just be an absolute menace on the defensive end was like, I think just crazy. Um, And then I, I, I have to give major props to this, but he was the first first round pick in forever. Like that was the world's worst fucking stat to hear every goddamn (laughs) draft that came every year. I would say it hasn't had a first round draft pick since 1970. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. We all know this. Like, don't tell us that. Now, like, Indiana has to deal with that shit. You don't <laughs> have to worry about it. And it's great. And I'm so glad. And, you know, and I, like I said, I think Will's one of those guys that's like seeing is believing it. People on, like, I remember watching, like, the like Twitter after like, Will McDonald. Like, I don't know. Like, people are like, who, like, because he wasn't like mocks really too much for going in the first round. And it's like, Anyone that has watched Iowa State, which we've watched Iowa State, it's like, this dude is an absolute baller on the field. He's so hard. Like, he's going to get one-on-ones in the NFL, and he's going to feast for a bit. And then, like, teams will start figuring it out. But he's going to be a menace on the edge as long as he stays healthy, all that kind of stuff. Three-time first-team All-Big 12, co-defensive lineman of the year. Like, he's just, like – Like I said, I think he's by far probably been the most like the biggest game changer I've seen on the defensive end watching Iowa State football and edge rushers are so, you know, they're especially now in the modern game. They're so important defensively that I think. I had to put Will up here because of just the impact that he had in in games and what he was able to do. Like I said, when we were like, hey, we're going to rush three and will you figure it out getting double teamed every time? And he did
1: it. And it was like impressive. So
2: mm-hmm. I got yeah, Will at three.
1: Outside of Will, who else could you think of as an edge rusher that we could put on the top ten? I mean, he, he's just, like, the most obvious, I, mean, I think.
0: If, <laughs> you you yeah. know, you, you could make an argument for... There There's some good... Like, Jaquan Bailey Jaquan was good in way, but... Yeah,
2: but... Like, again, I
0: don't think... Just like like Mason said, with like
2: the him and gap one. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, no kidding. And it's, like, Will's, like, level... I don't know. Like, you watch him play, and it's just, like, his ability to get around guys and stuff. It's just... Insane. Uh-huh. So... You
1: got a 3Q. I, Seneca Wallace, okay, which we've okay. already talked about already. So I won't say too much about him, but uh, the game against Florida State really put him over the top with me. Because you know how a lot of people say, "Well, the Big Twelve isn't as talented as you know the ACC or the SEC," and to see him going up against Florida State and doing the same exact things, I said, "Okay, yeah, he's he's real." <laughs> He's real mm. so I, I put Seneca at three and just his impact overall uh, put him at number three for me.
0: You know, okay, so that's a really easy segue. I got him at two, um, and you know, played two seasons. Would have liked to have seen what he could have done with all four. Of course, Sage Rosenfels was a uh, you know he's backing him up for a little bit. I think he was at least his backup. Maybe he transferred. I can't remember. But um, fifty-seven point seven percent completion percentage. Uh, that's honestly. Hit that and the 27 picks are the reason he's not my one. Uh, here's the thing I could argue him to be one because what he did in games when he was playing at his best was the greatest Iowa State football player I've ever seen. I've never seen an Iowa State football player impact the totality of a game the way that man did. Um, the Iowa game that was all him, it was all him, and I don't think he had the greatest receiving options. So, I think his Numbers could have looked a bit better, uh, kind of mm-hmm. like a David Montgomery stat. You you look at him on the stat leaders, he doesn't really pop out. But, man, you watch him play, and you see that guy at his best, and he was just insane. I've never, ever seen an Iowa State football player impact the game like that man did. So uh, I'll be honest. I was moving him back and forth between one and two. Stuck with him at two, and I think that's the right decision. But uh, doing- love Seneca.
1: And definitely not at that time, man. The the impact he was having in the plays that he was making. Yeah. Just coming from Iowa State and seeing that type of play on the field, it was just it was unheard of.
0: And he had to scramble almost every play. Like if you yeah. watch his highlights, usually he has like one second to be in the pocket and then he would have to escape. So um, you know, I I, I
1: can't
0: yeah, I, I can't move him higher. I really can't move him higher. Um, but I don't think he always had the best to work with. I'll put it that way. And, you know, he he made – what what would you call it? He made um chicken something out of chicken shit. Well, I like that quote. Say it again.
2: Ch- <laughs> chicken salad out of chicken shit.
0: There we go. He made chicken salad out of chicken shit a lot of the time. So Seneca Wallace at two. Who he got at 2
2: Uh-oh.
1: <sighs>
2: this one's a tough one for me.
1: Um, I feel like been, Newt's I've, about to piss me off. I feel like he's I've about to piss me off.
2: I've been going back and forth on it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna put Brock Purdy at two. Elaborate. I I, I just think I think Brock I, I think he gets it I I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll let you struggle through it.
2: I'm going to yeah, I'm I'm tell you right now. I'm looking at my list right now, and I have the other person at two, and I have Brock at one. And now that I say it, it does sound wrong too. So I don't know.
1: I Stick to your I'm guns.
2: Gonna, no, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to put Brees Hall at two. Brees Hall is my two. Okay. Because I, I – I, No spine. I, yeah, I'm going to say no spine here. But Brees no, Hall is okay. my two. But I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one.
1: See the fact that you're you're contemplating and you're second guessing <laughs> yourself. You you know you messed up. <laughs> oh, but my, I mean, my, 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 I, I can see the argument there. I can too. For Brees Hall being one. <laughs> no, for for uh, <laughs> Brock being as high as you had him. I I can I can somewhat oh. see that argument. Ooh. You don't Ooh. have Brock high at
2: all. <laughs>
0: No. Oh, oh, Q. You're gonna hate my list, then. You will hate my number one. Mason's got him at one, too. Then. (laughs) Yeah, I do. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All
2: right, I'm gonna keep him at two, then. You're gonna keep him at two. We'll keep him at two. I'll stick to my original guy. I got Brock. I'll do Uh, We we can't switch. That's what I originally said. That's what I originally said. All right, I got Brock Purdy at two. Um, right number. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'll I'll dive into Brock a little bit. Um, passing leader in like every single category. You know, we all we all know what Brock did. Um kind of, you know, obviously put I would say on the the map a little bit was was Campbell's, you know, sort of peak after after landing and park experiment and whatnot. And just came in as a freshman and and never really let go of the job. And I, I just think, you know, Brock, Brock is one of those guys that I think we kind of, I don't know, like, I think senior year was one of those times where we almost got like a little frustrated because obviously that team was not what we expected that team to be. Um, and people maybe put some blame on Brock with that one a bit. Um, I don't know if that was like justified a bit. I have also thought that a lot of that after seeing what this team has done this last year is on some offensive coordinator issues too and things like that Um, where, you know, it's like, okay, why is Brock maybe not improving much, you know, from, from year to year on some stuff, but I, I don't think you can, you know, not write Iowa state history and especially recent Iowa state history without giving Brock his flowers and seeing what he did. And he's a, you know, kind of the perfect embodiment of what a cyclone is and how important he is. And he's just kind of above and beyond all these other quarterbacks, his achievements, um, bowl games, all this kind of stuff. And just winning, like, I, I'm sorry, but it's it's winning. It's, it's bringing a winning culture to Iowa State that Iowa State doesn't have either. And a lot of that usually starts at the quarterback position. And, you know, you can kind of say that, you know, in college, it might not be as important. You know, you can look at other programs that might have bad quarterback play and do it well. But I think Brock is probably a big reason, even seeing it transition in, you know, the 49ers this year and them not having a drop off when he took over and stuff. But I think having him as a consistent quarterback play for those four years and, you know, having great week in and week out, um, like, I don't know, like wins and, and quarterback play is something that I would say fans w- are not used to and um, should really cherish because you don't know when you're going to get that next. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think it's uh, also just, I don't know, like he's not, obviously doesn't have the craziest like arm talent and, and whatnot, but Brock also made a lot of wonderful, crazy scramble plays pretty pumps, all this kind of stuff. We're always in games and, you know, you took the good with the bad sometimes, but I wouldn't trade like the pretty years for anything because they were better than just about any other time during, you know, any other era of Iowa state football. So, and that's led by Brock. So, yeah.
1: All right. Hit us with two. Number two is someone that we've spoken about again, but I went with KO, Collectio Assembly, at yes. number two. Okay, uh, I like it. Like you said, we literally haven't had another offensive lineman that's been even remotely close to the dominance of this guy. <laughs> Not mm. even close. Uh, and then being a side of him and actually being on the same field as him seeing the things he did to some of those guys. Like he, he was the type of lineman that he's going to rough you up all the way down the field, even after the whistle was blown. Like he's trying to drive your whole entire face into the ground. Like he was, he wasn't dirty, but he was real gritty. Uh, Just the, just, just the fact that he was that dominant and we've, we haven't seen anyone like him in since he's graduated (laughs) to me outside of one other person there hasn't been one other person on my list that's been that dominant in their position then ko he would he would like
0: backward somersault grown men yeah (laughs) it's just it's insane Mm -hmm. what that guy this
1: guy was six six three twenty four three hundred twenty four pounds and solid imagine seeing and can move yeah, a 324-year-old with a four-pack or six-pack. That's how he was yeah. built. He had a six-pack or a four-pack? That's how he was built, yeah. It was solid. <laughs> Is it weird that I kind of want to see a shirtless picture of him now? And this this guy here, I, I really teeter with him being number one and two. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Just just pure dominance. I I like
0: that, and I, I'm not going to argue it. Um, I'll give you guys my number one. I think it's only fair for me to say one thing here. So Purdy's my number one, as, as it's kind of been alluded to, uh, here's the thing. I I felt it was only right to put a quarterback at number one. Um, but as far as who was like the best at their sole position, I think, um, my choices there would be Kalechi, uh, Brees Hall and Will McDonald. Um, To me, though, I I look at it as far as how much can you impact the game, and that's literally not a detriment to anyone. That's just literally the game of football. So I put Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy at one. Um, You know, four seasons, highest completion percentage in history, 67.7. That's insane. Um, 81 total TDs, most in school history. Highest yards per attempt. Uh, Minimum 300 attempts, I guess. But, um, you know, 33 picks. And that was the one that really stuck out to me. So in four seasons, he threw 33 picks. In two seasons, Seneca had 27 picks. Um, You know, it's kind of like the point guard position. What's the one primary goal of your job, you know, to take care of the football? That's same with quarterback. So I think that was why I snuck him ahead of Seneca. Um, Here's one thing that I thought was interesting, though. Total offensive yards in his career, 13,347. Uh, Seneca Wallace, 6,201. You'll look at that and say, hey, he has half the total yards, but he played half of the amount of seasons. You know, I would like to see what Seneca looked like with the same weapons as Purdy. Um, But again, the biggest stat that stuck out to me was 33 picks. He took care of the football. And also we put a lot of trust in that man and i it was it broke my heart to see a lot of cycling fans just bag on him in his senior year um you know and i i think it's it's fair to say that he you know you don't say his best season was his freshman season um but with how much we put the our faith in the game in his hands he slung it all the time really took care of the football. And yeah, he had some atrocious plays that to me make him the goat, you know, the TCU play (laughs) where he almost got sacked and threw that pick six in the most hilarious fashion. That that's a core memory of Iowa state football that I will always hold on to and cherish. Like that's hilarious. (laughs) Come on. Um, But really to me, it was just how well he took care of the football. And also when you are the starting quarterback for four years and we put as much faith in you in a game where we lean into the pass game, Unlike we ever have in our, I mean, in my entire life watching Iowa State football, you're going to have some stinker plays. So I'm not going to penalize him for that. Um, It only felt right for me to have him at number four, especially with how just far in every single way he was. I mean, single season stats, 4,200 yards. Uh, The next highest was Seneca Wallace with 3,600. And then who is right behind Seneca Wallace? Brock Purdy again with 3,400 and then Brock Purdy also at number five with 3,100. So it was really hard for me to um, put him outside of my number one position. Um, Oh, also single game total yards leader against none other than the juggernaut Louisiana Monroe. So only quarterback to surpass 500 yards in one game, baby, against ULM. Uh, Anyway, yeah, some jokes in there, but it was it was hard for me to put him. Beyond that, Q. I am looking forward to
2: hearing who your one is. New, who's your one though? My one is Brees Hall. Oh yeah. I know. I already previewed that, so it wasn't as uh, climactic. But um, he is our unanimous uh, All-American, which is very hard to get in college. Uh, and then he he was uh, that in 2020, then a consensus All-American in 2021. Two-time Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Two-time first-team All-Big 12. He was even second-team All-Big 12 in 2019. That was kind of his first year as a starting uh, running back. He had 50 career touchdowns in only three seasons. 50. (laughs) (laughs) You said Brock already had 100 total touchdowns. He got to throw the ball. Brees only ran or caught the (laughs) ball. And he had – That's your best argument. And th- that is and a that good was in, argument. That was in only three seasons. And in one of those was like his freshman year, and he was kind of splitting time a little bit that first year. He had 21 rushing touchdowns in one year and 20 in another. And the 21 was in the COVID year. I mean, mm-hmm. I just – I've never seen someone – I'm like – honestly – more dominant in games a little bit like like he was one of those guys that like between the tackles catching the ball he was also a home run hitter he was a running back that did everything you wanted in a running back and he even it's translated to the nfl too i know he got hurt this year but when the jets were like hey we're gonna unleash this guy for like four weeks this year he legitimately looked like a top five back in the nfl like He, and I think he will be a top five back in the NFL as long as he stays healthy because this man is just absolutely built different. He has breakaway speed. He is strong as hell and he has just got amazing vision. And I think just based on what he's done, what he did, he broke, he had the consecutive touchdowns in a game. Like he is just, was just absolutely dominant and always showed up. I think that's the other thing is like, Brees Hall was always in the box score. He was always making plays. He was always a part of the game plan, no matter what. He was always reliable, always not even reliable. He was always like a part of the game. Like he was inserted into the game, no matter what, like you knew Brees Hall was getting the ball and you still could not stop him, you know, like, and I think that is why I had to put Brees Hall above everyone else in this, and also, like I said, Iowa State doesn't have a lot of unanimous All-Americans. That's Everyone was like, this guy is so good that we can't think of any other running back, which is a very, very hard position to unanimously get in college to get everyone to agree on is the best running back in the nation, and they're all like, he is the best running back in all of college football this year, and also... He got sixth in Heisman voting. We forget about that. He almost got invited to go to the Heisman ceremony. That doesn't <laughs> happen to Iowa State players. Like, I, I'm sorry, but, like, I think when you just stack him up compared to everyone else, like, I know he didn't play a thir- a fourth season, but it was would have been dumb as hell for him to come back because he had nothing to prove. What are you going to do, come back and rush for 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns? Like, no, go get your money, dude. Like, get the hell out of here. You're a running back. The only thing that's going to happen is you might get hurt. Like, just get out of here. And that's what he did, and it was just amazing. And I, he also represents Iowa State well. He he loves to like show off Cyclone pride, all this kind of stuff. And and I just I think he is just he was so fun to watch. And Brees oh, yeah. is he's the best top ten number one. Burst, of that
1: first team yeah. All American two yeah. years in a row.
0: Yeah. That might have been one of your best rants I've I've heard. I'll I'll give it to you. That was incredibly compelling.
1: That was very Thank compelling. You. Thank you. First team All, all American right. two years in a row. Yeah. Big 12 offensive player two years in a row. Yep. At at times it felt like Brees was the entire offense.
2: He was there were so many games where he was. was that's that's not even like line. It was yeah. it was just like, hey, offense isn't doing anything. And then like, I, I can't remember, some, like, what was it? We played, like, Texas Tech one game, and it was, like, we weren't getting shit going. And then all of a sudden, like, we hand the ball off, Brees to start the second half. Takes it 75 yards to start the, to start the second half. Like, he – how many games did he just do that where it was just, like, we gave it to Brees simply, and then he just, like, broke two tackles and outran everyone. He, like – Yeah. That was kind of the thing that, like, we were talking about with David Montgomery a little bit, but he was a home run hitter with plays that, like, I know that's David, nice, like, that's just something he doesn't have, but that's a huge thing to be able to do, like, because, like, he can just take the ball from anywhere on the field and, be like, I'm scoring. And, and like, he did that, and it was – His speed, game's man. changing
1: Yeah. His speed really surprised me. I did not well, know he had that. And I, at times, you know, and, and not disrespecting anyone, not taking anything away from Brock Purdy, but often – you know, through both seasons, 2020 2021, I found myself tuning into the games literally just to watch Brees. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have him as my number
2: one.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, uh, uh. I mean, New, you, you hit it over the head, man. You that was perfect. Everything you said <laughs> was just perfect, man. But yeah, I, I got to agree with you. Brees is. Far above for me is he's no doubt he's number one. He was just man. too dominant, man. He he was geez. I just felt like he was gonna score every time he touched the ball.
2: Not wrong. You're not wrong, because he would do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's how I felt. And I never got that feeling from anyone else on my list.
2: Yeah.
0: Man, um that was so compelling. I I'm not changing my list. My list is, it has to stand. Did you, but, wait,
2: did you have that five? Right.
0: <laughs> I had a That's Wow. I uh, that's reset. That's five. bad. Did
2: you watch? Part of it,
0: <laughs> well, part of it was, um, the, well, I already, I already went on my mini rants about quarterbacks being at the top of my list. Yeah. And I, I do kind of still hold that. Um, but I think the reason I didn't put him above will McDonald and Lazard, was well, I, I said this. I think Will McDonald, Brees Hall, and Kalichi were the best at their position I've seen at Iowa State. Um, and so I gave the nod to Will McDonald in front of Brees there. Uh, the reason I put Lazard in front was just because I felt like he was that culture setter. He was a mm-hmm. bridge from, you know, like certain, you know, Paul Rhodes to Matt Campbell. Um, and it really felt like not only was he our best player in the field for majority of games, but he was also the just, you know. Culture setter that uh, embodied Iowa State football. So, right.
2: I... You're going to be the reason why I, Brees doesn't come on the podcast. You do realize this. I he's
0: already wrong. am the reason he's not coming yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're bad
1: at the <laughs> and I, I'm still uh, shocked. I'm still shocked. And maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm still shocked that you had Brock Purdy at one. I'm shocked you don't have him in your top ten. Listen, that. I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. And not taking anything away from him because what he did for this system, our our team, and and just it was far. It, it was way better than anything we've seen from any other quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't knock him at all when it comes to that. It's just for me in order to put. I don't have an issue putting a quarterback on the list, but if I'm going to put a quarterback at one or two, then my way of thinking is how does that quarterback compare to the other quarterbacks in ncaa in terms of their numbers that's now when it comes to iowa state i know we were sort of used to mediocrity when it comes you know came to the season and certain stats and things of that nature Mm -hmm. so then when i started looking up numbers and comparing it to other schools and i'm just like you know he did a great job for us but in order for me to look at him and put him up that high, you know, I, I would just have to see more. But at the same time, he did I a great job fair. for us. He did a great you job know, for us. Going into this list,
0: I went into it with the idea that I was going to put either Seneca or Purdy on my list. Again, for the reason I already stated, of just impact on the game has to be the quarterback position. Um, that Those are all fair points. Like, I, 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 I never really... Backpedal this much as I have on my takes, Um, but I am backpedaling a, a decent amount. This it's glued in, it's set in stone. I'm not changing it. But um, <laughs> as far as you know, your arguments go. You know, comparing to the rest of college football, uh, again, very compelling. Like I, I I'm not going to argue Brees Hall being, you know, anything less than one. <laughs> I think that's very fair. Kalici at two. Did you have him at two, Qu- Quentin? Yeah, Kalichi, yeah. I have, I have. I love you. that. I, I think if we're basing it off of like purely, were you the best at your position? Mine would probably go. Uh, yeah, it would probably go. Brees one, Will McDonald two, Kalichi, number three, and then, um, and then from there, I think there's a big gap. So I,
1: it I makes I, sense. I like it. it makes sense because I mean, we we talk does. about the best at their position. Of course, you know, you know, commentators are going to bring up other people from other schools. But at the same time, those names were still in the conversation. Brees Always. Hall was in a conversation. KO mm. was in the conversation. So Will McDonald was in the conversation.
0: And from the start, too. Like, it didn't yeah. take them two years. And, and, hey, I don't blame people for taking a couple of years. That's normal. That's usually how it goes. It's just these guys, day one, were impacting I, games. It's it crazy. I thought Brees should have been a first-round pick.
1: He I should have. If KO haven't been gotten the first
0: value lately, yep. then he probably would have been.
1: Yep. K.O. would have been a, a first round pick, but he had some some issues off the field. That's why he didn't get picked in mm. the first round. So did you all have anyone that was teetering on the list? Like,
0: yeah, let's do honorable mention. So. Todd Blythe was my first honorable mention, and I, I put on the caveat here Troy Davis would be my number one. Um, yeah. and that's more so a belief off of what I've heard of Cyclone fans and what I've seen via, via stats. Uh, I, dude, that Brees Hall, Brant, that's that's compelling, but yeah, honorable mention Todd Blythe, JJ J. Moses, Jarvis West. Jarvis was just like one of my favorite players to watch, <laughs> like I said. Um, I obviously have Quentin. I have Charlie Kolar, I have EJ Bibbs. I have Jake Nye. I have Kamari Cotton Moya. Brian Peavy. Um, Ray Lima. Mike Rose. Who you else? have a lot. <laughs> I, I have I have a handful, and honestly, I don't think that I have those in any like level. Like that was not you know any sort of ranking. Those are just players that I remembered being pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. I like the Jake Knott is definitely on there. Honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, then also for me too, just thinking of another defensive guy who was, in my opinion, the best in at his position for Iowa State, and I don't think we've had another player as good as him. Uh, you mentioned Brian Peavy, mm-hmm. Leonard Johnson. Dude, I I I forgot about him.
0: I'll be honest, I forgot about Leonard Johnson.
1: He's been the best corner we've had, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I. From what I remember of him, I think yeah. I could agree with you. I, I'll i be honest, that was before I paid as much attention to the defensive side of the ball as I do now. Yeah, um, yeah that good name drop.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, know. I I was across from him every day, so it was like I actually got to see him. <laughs> yeah. And he was – you got to think about some but of the like guys he soft. played against. <laughs> yeah, he, he played against someone like Terrence Williams. I used to play at Baylor. Uh, Justin Blackman that played at uh, Oklahoma State. He, I've not so heard he, that
2: name for a while. Yeah, yeah
1: so he he was <laughs> one the of best
2: the
0: best college
1: football receivers ever.
0: I'll, he was good. Quentin, what happened to him in the NFL? I, I know that there's
1: actually a story. <laughs> he he struggled know. with alcohol, I think. Yeah, um, alcohol, amazing. and then some yeah. other stuff happened off the field, and he just could never recover. Yeah, damn from his off the field issues. So that just and he had a really great first season.
2: Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, He had a good year with the Jaguars his first year. Yeah.
0: Who else you got an honorable mention? New? you got any honorable mention that I didn't say? Uh,
2: did you say, I had Jaquan Bailey, and I don't know if someone said Joel Lanning. I couldn't but. put him on. I I, you know, okay. I thought
0: culture setter, sure. Culture I sport. I
2: thought I thought he was like kind of like a an interesting bridge guy or whatever. As like a like I said, some of mine was like you know cor- sort of like how do you, who do you associate with cycling football? But I wasn't gonna like he was not gonna. How how are you gonna argue for him over Hakeem Butler? You know like that wasn't gonna. Be no, done. you can't you, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: I mean, before like, he had some great
2: moments, you know, I, I think I think that's that's just kind of the thing with like some of these like at least with Joel Lanning. But yeah,
0: just so the old heads don't get mad. Uh, George Amonson. Yeah, dude, oh, was a beast. Goodness. Um, Sage Rosenfels, David Archer, just to mention some QBs and obviously Troy Davis. Uh, and I didn't really care oh. to develop that before 2000s list much further. So
1: Reggie Hayward. That's another old, Reggie Hayward. Old head. I was
0: looking into uh, some underappreciated Cyclones, and um, who, who was it? Yeah, Reggie Hayward was one of them, and another person that stuck out to me. Damn, who was it? Okay, he actually was a, a post-2000s player, Alvin Bowen. Guy was incredible. He uh, Since 2000s, he is the, I think, single-season um, tackling leader. I, I, I need to find this stat, but he had one stat that just like jumped out to me, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Alvin Bowen had 155 tackles in one season. The most since the 2000s, wow. the only one in the top 10 since the 2000s. Just
1: incredible. That which Which one of you had Ellis Hobbs in your 10? Me Me uh, I, I'm the smart was, one that had him at 10. I almost put him in my 10. He he was right there on the cuffs for me.
0: I I kind of wedged him in honestly. Like I, I I it was me trying to find more defensive players on there. Um, You know, Darren Davis was a hell of a running back. Dexter Green, those guys were both incredible. Uh, and a very run-happy type of, uh, you know, football era. So I think they Speaking thrive on that. running backs,
1: remember um, Alexander Robinson, I believe? Shifty. Very shifty. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he could have been another one of my honorable mention. Yeah. I like this.
0: Anyone else that we might be leaving out that we don't want to be. Uh, what about, what do you with?
1: think about, what do you think about <laughs> Josh Lenz?
0: I love Josh Lenz. I, um again, I think the <laughs> wide receiver position is super, super, you guys are laughing at me. Nah. I love Josh Lenz, man. I don't know if I would have him because our wide receiver, like group since the two thousands is easily our best. And I don't, I don't know exactly where I'd put him in there. I'll go very mm-hmm. off the top of my head here. I'll go. I'd even throw
2: in like Deshante Jones too, or something. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, me too. So I'll mm-hmm. go like Lazard, Hakeem, Blythe, Quentin. Um, and then I I would probably put JJ Moses next. And then I would, gosh, dude, I I personally, and I think I it's just because I like him so much. I'd go Jarvis at six. And I'd probably go Josh Lenz at seven, but I th- I think Josh Lenz was no, he was more productive for us than Jarvis. So I don't know. And, and Wait, then where are you putting Jonathan Jones? Oh,
1: dude, I I, I, I forgot
0: about X. Um, I'd probably put X at three. Yeah, I I probably sneak him in right before Todd. Todd, t- dude, I hope Todd doesn't listen to this. So
1: that, oh, so, that, so that bumps me down.
0: So that bumps me down to five. Yeah. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I was you, want to bring it up. <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to casually do that one. <laughs> I will say I felt okay with it because you put him in front of you. <laughs> he was just, he was so reliable though. He was like, he reminded me yeah. of a, um, just as reliable version of Deshante Jones with just a higher ceiling. That, that, that yeah. was, that was what I liked about X. Um, yeah, I forgot about him though, and I I didn't even have my honorable mention. That's that's bad. <laughs> Kirby, I mean, you Vander haven't can. thought
1: of anyone, right? Wait, what was that Q? I I mean, because I I don't have Will McDonald on my list. I don't have Brock Purdy on my list. I'm trying to think of who else you all had that I didn't have. You know what's going to be Ellis great Hobbs. about
0: this Q? We're we're gonna put this all in a social media post and have everyone just bicker about it in the comments. And majority of our followers are, uh, you know, they fall victim to recency bias. So you're probably going to get a lot of shit for no Will McDonald and no Brock Birdie. I know I am. It is what it (laughs) is. (laughs) Turn off your mentions for
1: a couple days. (laughs) (laughs) But, see, I'm the type. I'm going to be right there in the mentions. I'm going to be arguing back. (laughs) Good. I'm going to be right there. We need it. We need it. All right. Anything else before we close out, boys? Nothing. I'm good. Top 10 was
2: All good. Right. I, I liked it. It was, it was a good top 10. This was good. This was um
0: a lot harder to make content. Well, in a way, it was almost even more contentious just because of po- changes in positions. But this was a ton of fun. Oh. Um, Assuming you guys made it this far, head on over to BNC, support our boy Ben, grab a burger and some drink deals. Uh, and without further ado, really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Go ahead, head on over to our socials. Argue with Quentin and not me. Don't argue with me, um, and we'll we'll talk with you guys next time. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Roll clones.
1: Roll clones Thank you. Roll well, clones.